to give that to as many people as possible and like help them see that they can also do amazing things. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's so rewarding. Like the collaboration is awesome. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I have three members of The Hideout, also known as the HHC, the Hip Hop Collective at the University of Illinois. And I'm going to actually let them all introduce themselves. So, uh, Junie, go ahead. You start. I'm Junie, and my artist name is Gennaro Jr. I'm the president of HHC. I'm Jacob, also known as J.R. Juice. I'm the, the vice president of HHC. My name is Matthew. I just go by Matthew. I am the membership coordinator of HHC. Somebody tell me a little something about what Hideout mm-hmm. and the HHC is. I guess just like a, a crash course. I feel like it got more complicated this year, but basically like last year it was known as just like HHC, Hip Hop Collective. Like it was started years ago by Chris, right? I'm not sure actually who started it. I mean, Rudolph Hawken was our... A faculty advisor. It was just a small group of people who got together and liked to create hip-hop music together and that's really all it was. It was like nine to ten people sometimes they do performances but it was during pandemic too so that's what made it like yeah kind of hard to grow. And HHC mm-hmm. was super small and there's some people that are in it now that were kind of the I don't know, the like, like founding, founding members, members back yeah. then, like Chris, Curry Ken, and uh, like Jinwa, Boy Ponder, Bluminous, all those people that are like, were, were our introduction to the group. They mm-hmm. existed there before us. Yeah. So we're all sophomores. We joined last year, like our freshman year. And I know Matthew and Jacob were really involved in the admin part, like the administrative part of the club last year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really until like the second half of the year. But basically, like, as soon as we joined the club we got really invested into it and mm-hmm. all the like original members wanted to take a step back from running the club and, and they, so they were also super open to having anyone who wanted to just mm-hmm. take a like an administrative position like we'd still do now like we have admin meetings open to literally anyone that wants to come and yeah. like make decisions and like that's how we got our start there uh, maybe at one of the first couple meetings chris or some of the other members were like hey we're having our first admin meeting of the year anyone can come join and then we went and then I guess that was just it. That was it for us. We were locked in after that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this year is is like our first year running it together as like without them. And like, it was kind of like a little wary at first because it was like big shoes to fill because they they ran the group so well. Mm -hmm. But it was this year too, us establishing our own identity of how we wanted to run it was changing the name of like the Spotify page and all and how we present ourselves to hide out because we think that like hideout has more of an identity and it's more like indicative of who we are as a group or like what we want to do. What are the goals of hideout? One aspect that I, I cherish a lot about the group is that we feel like a space where people can come 
and like hang out and it doesn't matter like what experience level they are or like even if they don't record music or write music on their own they can still come and hang out and like learn things and pick things up it really feels like a little sanctuary or something a lot of our released music will have people on it that that is their first piece of recorded and released music like ever people can get their start in music with this group and there's a lot of beginners and we also have a lot of experienced people so we have that ability to kind of like nurture people's musical talent that they might not have even known they had Mm -hmm. where does hideout meet we meet every tuesday at the music building auditorium at 7 p.m we do a bunch of activities musical collaboration right now we're in our kind of planning phase for our next album because we're trying to do one album per semester we've been hitting that we did sunrise and sight our fall semester in 2021 and then artificial beauty in the spring semester 2022 and then most recently we just put out found footage which was our fall 2022 album and now we're gonna go to work on number four which is crazy our turnaround <laughs> is so fast it might be faster than some of us want but <laughs> <laughs> oh god these are massive albums it's mm-hmm. it's like 20 i think you know found footage was 25 yes, tracks 25. it covers such a wide breadth of sound because mm-hmm. there's like there's some very i almost want to say kind of the the like hardcore sound and then mm-hmm. even some very lamenting and sad and like yes. I don't know it's just it's a really it takes you on a journey and mm. I I think from the perspective of a compilation album that it it does that it almost fits and functions as if you'd be listening to a soundtrack to a movie right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's a lofty goal how are you facilitating the recording or getting these tracks into digital format so that you could put them together in the album we go through a lot of phases our biggest kickoff to all of our albums are always our lock-in event that we do the past two have been 24 hours our first one was 12 hours where we go to this location that's been separate to where we've been meeting for the rest of the year like most recently we went to the allerton house in the woods for a day and as the title says we just lock in and make music for 24 hours well maybe not 24 hours i mean like the event is 24 hours but at a certain point (laughs) at a certain point we hit a wall and we are no longer (laughs) like real humans after like 4 a.m but that's where the album i guess kicks off there's inception phases there's just thoughts about what the album should be before but then we really kick it off during the lock-in and then there's the kind of rigorous post-production phase where we take everything that we've got at that point we figure out what's good what has potential and then what needs to be re-recorded, what needs to be changed. And then a few of us, which we call the project committee of Hideout, which for the last album was like only five people. We just like Grind make it, it as good as it can be. Jacob's a tank. <laughs> he does <laughs> so much production. I mean, Matthew, do you want to speak on anything about that? I'm just about the process of making the album. Yeah, every time we go through the album process, I pray for Jacob. <laughs> I pray for his well-being. It's so interesting that like we start off with sometimes very vague ideas mm-hmm. and like we like cut everything out we decide what goes where like based on like literally how it sounds i think we have like Mm -hmm. always decided like what goes where how does this flow into that Mm -hmm. and Uh, we like spur the moment like through lines that we just kind of find out of nowhere the theme of our first album was identity we just said before going in like the theme is identity but it didn't really like pan out that way and it ended up turning into like a representation of what we did we called it sunrise in sight because we started in the dark and we made music until the sun rose and then elements of that like appeared in the lyrics. So even though that wasn't initially what we decided the album was going to be about going in, we were like, okay, we found this through line, which kind of like magically randomly appeared. 
let's make the album about that instead mm-hmm. or like and for found footage we wanted to make a spooky album because we were going in the house in the middle of the woods we're going to be there in november it's going to be nighttime spooky scary cold and i think that found its way through to the end like that was a very strong theme that we did find mm-hmm. and were able to carry out until the end i think that found footage is our most even though we have so many sounds on that album it tells like a cohesive story it has a cohesive feeling throughout the whole thing um, i think we did a really good job better than we have before in that case i agree i mean we set out a vague story for artificial beauty where mm-hmm. like we are in the city and like working a nine to five that we mm-hmm. hate so we like leave everything behind and go to the woods it's just like an a side and b side and like how these like two elements sort of like interact i think this is the first time that we've thought about an actual storyline mm-hmm. there's like lore and everything yeah that we talked it's, about it's not explicit lore you could listen to the album and not get what's happening which is fine we want to make like a good listening experience first before any type of narrative there is a narrative line throughout the whole album it's like there's a group of people who go to this party in an abandoned haunted house and then the middle section of the album where it gets like kind of happy and like lively and exciting and danceable like that is the party in the haunted house then the latter half is mm, some people at that party get kind of controlled to go out in the woods and get taken over by this like mysterious like entity in the woods and that's the last half of the album where it gets kind of more serious i noticed that you use the image of uh what is that even called it's by the centaur the death of the centaur whatever the the three pillars out Mm -hmm. at allerton so Mm -hmm. was that all all part of the 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 recording process too is like yeah you, we took, you took out a moment and then we actually out. did go on a hike dude it was so in scary the, in the middle of the night at allerton <laughs> we said to kind of make use of your environment to inspire you we kind of forgot that the statues were there at allerton until we got there and then we we're like this is actually so scary in yeah. the night these creepy statues and we we're like we should use this imagery for the visual aspect of our album and i think it really fit perfectly because a lot of our visual designers were unable to like be with us this semester so it is very helpful that we were able to just use edited photos for our imagery instead of like digital art and i think it fit the vibe really well like grainy dark imagery that fits the album really well what's next for hideout for album four i mean we're still conceptualizing all that i think we want it to be something super fun since like the last one was really dark (laughs) so i think overall I think we're really trying to just branch out in our performances. Like, yes, we want to reach like farther places, like potentially maybe doing things in Chicago or like other places in state, but also trying to like get, I think get more involved in like the community too. Mm-hmm. Like I know Matthew, especially since he's, he's the leader of outreach committee and like membership coordinator. We've been working closely with the Don Moyers Boys and Girls Club, which is out here in Champaign. And this semester, we've been kind of going more over there to try to like meet with the kids and build connections through that way. So we want to, or at least I want to get like more involved with, with that too. And I mean, right now, all of our streaming money goes to them. And you're working on establishing programs with them. Tell me a little bit about like what you're doing with them yeah so um i am the head of the outreach committee because our advisor is not rudolph hawken anymore at some point in time it was dr william patterson and rudolph at the same time and then rudolph stepped back to help with the electric strings and now we're only under dr patterson and dr patterson runs the steam genius street college organization and like the hip-hop express which is literally like 
a school bus like torn out and renovated into like a studio it's, crazy. it's so <laughs> sick they go around to different places and they talk to kids mainly kids from like low-income communities they talk with kids in these communities and sort of like for, for lack of better words mentor and sort of like navigate them which i think is like a really important thing to do and we as like a group of students from like a very wealthy university that has like a lot of resources just like creating this black art art that began from black communities and house like some people used to survive and just like making that i think just like i just felt it wasn't enough we partnered up with dr patterson and street college and we like 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 pack all our gear and we like talk to the kids in the boys and girls club and we just give them that creative outlet because i think that stuff is like so important especially like being a black kid that just like never could really find that space, seeing someone that looks like me having a future where they are happy, I think is something that I would have like loved to see. Mm-hmm. Being the person to like give back to that is something that's like really important. I'm very, 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 very grateful that like the network of people that I've found in HHC has been able to like help boost that mm-hmm. idea. Like I presented that idea to them, they're like, let's do it. We just ran with it. To me, I always think about how expression and creativity should always be accessible. It's mm-hmm. not something that should have barriers to them. Of course, I'm speaking only from my point of view, so you know that that is very limited. But it seems like that's something that is a very human right to have is to mm-hmm. be able to find ways to be creative and also find ways mm-hmm. to express yourself. I think it's super important, like in any way, whether it's music or just like music. Storytelling stories, like drawing arts, like just any type of creativity is like amazing. I don't know. It's just my favorite sensation, just like sharing creations with other people and seeing their reactions and finding their opinions on it. Like, I just, oh, I love it. I love it so much. And that it's very important that everyone has the opportunity to be able to get that. That's Hideout. <laughs> that is Hideout. I would say that's like the vision of Hideout. So, does Hideout? itself as an rso does it have its own recording equipment we are about to using (laughs) using (laughs) school funds we are about to Mm -hmm. it's been approved but so far all of the stuff has been very diy very diy like our own stuff like uh, like i don't know probably 50 percent of the verses have been like recorded on my mic and like in a basement in like in a basement right (laughs) (laughs) a lot of our most popular like favorite songs were literally recorded in the bottom of an unfinished basement on like a performance Mm. mic i don't i kind of don't want to lose that me neither like Mm. like even if we have better equipment i don't want to lose that scrappiness the the scrappiness right like it's just the visual of it in my mind or just like the memory of it i think even if people don't know that that song was made in the basement i feel like they can feel the aspects of it and i yeah i don't i don't want to lose that even if we do have better equipment it'll definitely be helpful if we have better equipment because we do have stuff that we do want to have sound as good as possible it's also better if we can like record multiple things at the same time or like having accessibility for everyone like that's a problem that we have sometimes we just have so many people and we only have so many like avenues for creating at the same time so having more equipment will definitely help with that but so far it has been very very diy i think there's like a, a an energy too like whenever we record stuff like mm. we're just like screaming at a basement <laughs> as loud as we can and like i think it speaks a lot to like how hip-hop is created now where it's literally like 
kids are making like the craziest stuff like on their phones on like mm-hmm. band lab and stuff mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and i think crazy. that like no matter what i think creation i really like how accessible creating things can be now yeah mm-hmm. and like i think that like using that and not losing that is also really important mm-hmm. i think our biggest strength is just how many different people we have in our group because if we don't see ourselves as a collection of individuals rather a like big congelation of like i don't know if that even i don't know if that's even a word but <laughs> just like, like congelation amalgam like, like a amalgamation of like everyone it's like so unique we have so many different avenues to create music different styles different influences and i think that shows i think that a lot of the songs on the most recent album especially like don't sound like anything else because of the range of influences that we have like there's different like sections of hideout that are like very like used to making a certain type of sound they're good at making a certain type of sound but when we're in these like situations where we have like 60 people in one house those different sections get like mixed around and then you have like for example like juni who's like more used to like classic hip-hop he's on like this crazy experimental like loud beat on silo song or like one of the artists my fi he's like a very mellow like very singer. beautiful like singer songwriter, like, type. singer songwriter type music that he usually makes but he's also on one of our loudest most aggressive songs yet on scrapers at the end or like on a fast like edm like type song at the end on icker like i love when we put these people outside of their comfort zone and they like still shine even like brighter than they would outside of their comfort zone i think that's oh, yeah. like it's so like hype when that happens You're just like yes i knew that this would be good and it like oh it's awesome <laughs> i think like adding on to that a little bit i think that just collaborating brings so much out of people mm-hmm. and really really helps them like improve because I, I think that's another thing i really value about hideout is people like improve a lot when they're there because mm-hmm. i remember last year when i joined i had never performed in front of people i had never really collaborated with anyone on the song or, or anything i was so used to like doing all my creative stuff by myself and to be plunged into this environment where people are like actively you know working with each other and like making songs together like I really came out of my shell and and like I did things that I never thought I'd do before and I just think that like to give that to as many people as possible and like help them see that they can also do amazing things it's it's crazy it's it's so rewarding like the collaboration is awesome there's songs that I've worked on that if I played for like my like 16 year old self they'd be like whoa this is <laughs> not you like you would not do that and I'd be like yeah well I guess I mean it's like I found a kind of skill in myself to like find the like essence of another person's vision and kind of like bring it to life a lot of people help with the post-production of the album but i would say i'm the kind of main mind behind what the album ends up being i put in a lot of work finishing songs mixing them i always thought of myself as like a i don't know like a producer composer just like making the ideas of songs but i found that finishing out an idea of a song is like really yeah it, it, I don't know. It's like something that I found in myself that I just had no idea True. B- before. Like, it's just, I love doing that now. I love like asking like, Hey, what do you want this song to be? Like, what is the idea that you want this song to be? And then taking that and then trying my best to keep that vision alive while also making it the best song that it like can be. I don't know. And then at the end on the album, there's like maybe two or three songs that I myself produced the original instrumental from, but I find that my influence is like, on like i don't know maybe like 15 to 20 of them and i really enjoy that like influencing in very small ways 
but keeping the true vision of the original artist behind mm -hmm. it at the same time. I, I think it's really rewarding for me. You're an Imagineer. <laughs> I feel like I'm only going to reiterate kind of what was already said, but mm -hmm. I've always appreciated when maybe the materials aren't exactly 100% or you're, you're dealing with, you know, a hand-me-down piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is you've stopped focusing so much on having great equipment mm -hmm. or anything like that, and you just focus on what you can put out there, can express in, in, mm -hmm. in your own way. When you're not as worried about making the equipment be 100%, the genuineness comes out, mm -hmm. I guess, maybe, yeah. if that's fair to mm -hmm. say. I agree. What's next for Hideout? What's the next goal? There may or may not be a documentary about us released on probably Adam Woodard's YouTube channel or August Productions' YouTube channel. They're making a documentary about the creation of our second album and kind of the era of Hideout that that was. It's probably going to be called the Sunseekers documentary or something like that. We don't have a title confirmed yet, but if you go to our social page, we'll definitely be posting about it. And just so you know... Channing Tatum is playing Jacob in this movie. Yeah, it's really awesome. I can't believe we got him. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're in the Champagne area... You can join Hideout. Not, you don't even have to be a part of the university. If you think what you heard is interesting and you're looking for people that are just like you or have similar views or interests to you, come. We want to see you there. Mm -hmm. It's we very fun. You You'll find more than just a group of artists. It's really a community. It's a group of friends as well. Especially in the spring semesters, really hit our stride. The new people get acclimated, and we really do feel like it's one big old group of, of pals. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on our fourth album very soon. When you hear this, it will be in production. There'll probably be songs like that exist already. Come and join if you're a person listening to this in the Champagne area and want to... DM us. DM us on Instagram, hideout.hhc. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back. So, Junie... What is your favorite Champaign-Urbana venue, past or present? I, I might say the same thing as last time. I can't really remember exactly what I said last time. I think 404 is probably the one that I've been to the most and the one that I like have enjoyed the most just because I have so many like 
explicit memories mm-hmm. of being there and like just funny things that happen and it's so chaotic it's so fun but then also i'd say like close second would be spice rack just because they run those shows really clean and they always pick like really good bands and we performed there once mm-hmm. so that was a crazy show it was, it was really crazy. <laughs> yeah nice well jacob I would, um, I'd have to go with 404 as well. 404 house not found. It's just the guys run it. Like it's, you're <laughs> it's very, guys. very tight. That's our guys. That was the first house show I ever went to. Like I lived in Champaign my entire life and I had no idea there was like an underground music scene in that area. And it kind of like blew my mind. It's kind of what inspired part of the name of hideout is kind of like this underground thing that like you had no idea existed but like once you're in you're like you're welcomed in the hideout and it feels like a home to you so i feel like that i have to say 404 for that reason is the first one i went to i really love the vibes when i say vibes i mean like it is in an unfinished basement but it's like <laughs> it's amazing it's mm-hmm. it's really amazing i also really liked but 301 water street was a pretty oh, pretty great venue dude that was i really so, liked that, oh, that was so uh fun. it was like I don't even know. To, I don't. I don't even call it a house show. It's just like a like, like a warehouse kind of. It was like I don't even a know. Big but, ass apartment. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. Oh my god, but those were so I don't much know if they're fun. still doing shows. But no, th- they're not. Those those were fire. Yeah, I think bad bad for your health really like took off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think they're focused on the bad for your health stuff. Matthew, what what's your favorite venue? I mean, you you already know four <laughs> four. That's right. That's we're like we're like biased. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like our answers are so biased. It's so biased, biased as hell. But it's like yeah, four four. I really enjoyed it. Even like outside of like the the house show scene, the people that run it are pretty cool people. And like I think like a lot of like my, my memories from like being at school here, like a good amount of those memories are like at 404 Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i like spent the night at 404 yeah it's a pretty cool place also the spice rack the spice rack Mm -hmm. such cool people they do some crazy stuff over there Mm -hmm. i wasn't there whenever hideout performed i was sick and but like but like i think the spice rack and 404 have especially like supported like the hip-hop part of like the Mm -hmm. the champagne music scene as well as like nola's rest in peace nola's shout out nola's Nola's. but like the champagne cypher series so glad to see it rose bowl good folks <laughs> well here's the heavy part of the interview i think is what makes a good music scene what makes a good music community how could we do things better is mm-hmm. is really the the idea and i don't know who would like to tackle that question first but i'm opening the floor to whoever would like to i would say a good music scene it just needs to feel like a community and something that isn't really gate kept and i feel like that's something that we do pretty well we provide an entry into this champagne urbana music scene and i do feel like in general the urbana music scene is pretty accepting i see a lot of new acts a lot of new venues all the time i think that it's probably pretty good that not a lot of people know about it because i think if you're like dedicated enough to stick with it it makes a stronger sense of community and yeah just like knowing who people are meeting people at different shows being nice to people that you've seen before recognize like oh hi how you doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and stuff like that of course good music i feel like we got that on lock (laughs) i feel like not not us i mean like (laughs) yes us but not us specifically i mean like nah we suck (laughs) i feel feel like champagne arena has that on lock there's a lot of good acts there there's a lot of people that i'm excited to see i don't know if there's like a deeper aspect to that like what makes a good music community but i think i mean it's in the name i think just the sense of community i think a strong like openness to everyone 
just not being mean to people yeah, don't be <laughs> fucking mean yeah <laughs> i i second jacob don't be mean i feel like i feel like that is like probably like top three rules top three luck <laughs> on like kind. rules of the house show scene like don't be mean be kind to people mm-hmm. i think like the biggest life lesson i've ever learned is like being kind to people opens up so many doors mm-hmm. and just being there to have fun a thing that the champagne music scene does well is like they're, they're very kind like you see folks around everybody in this scene like basically knows each other or like has seen each other mm-hmm. and like, yeah it's a very interconnected web yeah even like with the people that like run the venues like you they're literally like students here mm-hmm. so like so like you still like know them mm-hmm. so there i think that even that sort of like quote-unquote hierarchy that would be there is sort of like yeah i feel like all, there's no hierarchy yeah almost yeah yeah and yeah. like as soon as people might feel like they're like above it then they leave so i think it's kind of like self-sustaining like once Mm -hmm. people get to the point where they might feel like they're above it then they just i don't know go to like chicago or something yeah yeah like i was gonna (laughs) say that's another thing too is i feel like even the performers like you'll get on stage and then you're like you're done and you get in you get in the crowd yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, you you perform and then you just like all right that was it you like handshake someone and then you're like oh that was so good you hug them and then you just like get on the other side and just wait for the next person to come yeah. up. like it's such a like i feel like there is no form of elitism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. which is yeah which is good what can hideout do to make a better music community mm-hmm. better hip-hop community this is kind of something that i've been thinking about because there's a hip-hop scene that is like also a little bit outside of champagne mm-hmm. that i kind of want to like connect with and mm-hmm. and try to form some type of connection with yeah i guess it's trying to figure out how exactly i want to do that but or like how how we as a group too can can like do that for some people it's kind of inconvenient to like come out to the meetings and you know like it's not possible for everyone to do that i feel like just by putting ourselves out there more than that we're creating a better music and also hip-hop community within the area just because if more people know about us more people know that they have the opportunity to join us more people know that they have a place in the music scene no matter who they are what type of music they make we have so many jazz musicians we have so many like like people that would call themselves like rock artists or like alternative artists we have so many of those that come together and make music with us just because we are like an amalgamation of all different genres like yeah we are focused on hip-hop but there's so many like there's so many different backgrounds backgrounds that like they just it kind of makes it almost genreless in a way like the moonside pilots do songs with us like during our shows like we did a live version of one of our songs which like it was just basically a rock song at that point like we had a live drummer live guitars and like live vocals it's just like and then it's just in the middle of our otherwise hip-hop show so i think that just opening ourselves to every type of musician is just creating a better community because they know that they have a home with us no matter what type of music they make because hideouts has like such a wide range of artists musicians and instrumentalists and vocalists we are able to do a lot i think that's something that we're also focusing on with the albums too is that like we can get artsy but we can get fun too Mm -hmm. and like goofy Goofy. we are a little silly sometimes (laughs) yeah we we do go i think we get silly a pretty good amount of time (laughs) we get silly a lot of times (laughs) whimsical even (laughs) (laughs) when we went to germany bombshell that was an arc (laughs) yeah (laughs) when we went to germany we performed a show in panzer hall which is like 
Is it like a bunker? Is that what it is? No, it was, it was like, a hangar for tanks. Yeah. Oh, like a, 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 it was. It was where they, could see. <laughs> hey, they put they put more tanks in the tank in the tank place. <laughs> That's where we were. We were in there, and like we played on this like lakeside venue, and then we also did like a collaborative set with the Electric Strings Ensemble at the mm-hmm. end on like this millet like this old military base mm-hmm. and like i think we did them all really really well in champagne urbana there's still this like standard on what music is like hip-hop just like hip-hop literally just got added the curriculum and like the and like faa yeah they're trying to create a minor yeah mm-hmm. for it yeah and like, like and that's still the works now like it's not even like mm-hmm. fully there yet like things that like just got added were only added like mm-hmm. a few years back so like there's always been like the standard on like what art is mm-hmm. and like they have sort of like excluded hip-hop from that and i mm-hmm. think that yeah. like being in this space we have the opportunity to cement it really yeah. and mm-hmm. cement it not as not at its current cons- like connotation of what it is like to break mm-hmm. the mold and also cement it at the same time so like with this standard that the, that the university has on like the music that is studied in like these spaces mm-hmm. i think like we are able to like bridge that gap between like the hip-hop community and like the like academic yeah and the academia we're able to like bridge that gap and really like create a foundation where hip-hop can be like and like almost. yeah yeah we'll 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 will be taken seriously mm-hmm. yeah absolutely will be taken seriously for a long period of time and like hopefully like when we are graduated and have our degrees and doing whatnot that like we can see our impact yeah the our fruits impact. of our labor yeah the fruits of our labor for we sure can just, we give give hhc to the next people that come through like the people before us did talking about the germany stuff we were able to go to a country that we've never been to before that I mean, a lot of people speak English, but like their main language is one that we don't speak. And we were able to perform at an arts festival to... It was like, like a, a classical music festival. It was like mm-hmm. a classical music arts festival and perform our music for people that were there for like intellectual music, I guess. It, there's a lot of like older German people in the crowd, which is, <laughs> as you can probably expect, not our target audience. <laughs> <laughs> but we, But we did it. And I think... They liked it? They liked Maybe? It. I don't know. But I it's like, liked it. I think it's important for us to do stuff like that, kind of expose our type of music to people who would kind of write it off mm-hmm. if it wasn't right. in that setting. And I think that's something that the university can do for us and they did do for us, which is like pretty amazing. Like mm-hmm. we were able to... Shout out Rudolph. Yeah, shout out oh, Rudolph Hawking. Oh, He's wow. amazing. Like we were able to show off our music in the sense that it is art, that it is intellectual music, that it is that it belongs at an arts festival, which is like it's pretty awesome. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004, carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week, 
They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAINE. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Juni, what is your favorite non-musical thing? And I know that I've asked this before, but I wonder if there's anything new you'd like to add to that. I think last time I said, like, writing or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a serious answer. Let me give a silly answer. <laughs> I really like farms. I want to live on a farm. What kind of animals? Cows. Slash crops. Cows. What kind of crops? I guess a ranch more, because don't ranches do like animals, animals more? yeah. I think ranch. A ranch. I want a ranch. Where? Mexico. What part? Where my family is. Which is where? Puebla, but like there's an, it's a town... It's like it's like hills? yeah, it's in the rural. It's like kind of mountainy a little bit near a town called the Sucre de Matamoros. But I I want to like raise cows and goats. Let's describe your perfect ranch, every detail. Um, <laughs> I like that I don't have to do anything. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Uh, it's it's surrounded by other people. My family's living there. There are chickens roaming around the house freely. Little chicks and chickens. And I, I, I go into the living room in the morning facing the world and I feel refreshed and ready to start my day. Mm-hmm. What's the landscape around you like? Damn, man. <laughs> such an in-depth... This is your favorite non-musical thing. You got to have like... We're creating a scene here. We're creating setting a scene. A scene. <laughs> it's mountainy. Like I look outside and I can see the, I can see two big mountains mm-hmm. and like I can see the clouds at the peaks and it's like a stark blue morning. Mm-hmm sun is shining down sun is shining down (laughs) uh so jacob what's your favorite non-musical thing i'm gonna go more metaphysical with this one i'm gonna say personal history Mm. i'm gonna say everything that's happened to me and looking back on it and analyzing it and trying to remember things and talking about it with other people maybe just history in general just like everything that's happened just is so interesting to look back be like, why did that happen? It was cool that that happened. It sucked that that happened. I've told some of my friends that like, what my ideal afterlife is, is just I go into like invisible, just spectator mode and I get to rewind my entire life and just like watch moments. Like it's like a, like a TV screen and I get to like look at the statistics on everything. Like how many times did I, how many, how many, Dr. Pepper and cream soda zero sugars that I eat or I mean drink in my life <laughs> like I'll see I would see that number like that's my ideal afterlife and I would just like I love things that happen I love the flow of time I love just I, I could just chronicling it I have a list of every single song I've ever liked on a spreadsheet I just like being able to have a record of things that happened because everything that we like is a thing that happened and being able to not forget it i i would say that that is my favorite thing Mm. yeah because like you live to the moment the moment's gone but like Mm -hmm. it's not really gone you Mm -hmm. know if you choose to save it yeah so i would be distraught if my snapchat memories ever got deleted (laughs) Uh, well i I was really hoping that one of you would jump in and start interviewing the the, uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna I was be like what kind of personal history what's it smell like what's, what's it look like? like i've been thinking about this recently you know just the way that a moment feels like we don't have a way to describe that 
like or the way that era of your life feels like it's not it's not a physical feeling it's just like it's not even a mental feeling it's like a combination of like your mental and your physical body just the way it feels that is something that i wish i could remember exactly mm-hmm. like there's like the way that your grandparents house when you're seven that feels a certain way that you can't describe mm-hmm. and i like that i like thinking about that i don't want to lose that for any moment or era of my life the way that a morning felt in your bed when you're like 12 years old and like everything seems like so much more blue for no reason like <laughs> like the way that if you think back to like 2007 like your memories look like a camcorder for some reason mm-hmm. like i don't know just the way that it feels in a way that you can't describe is so interesting to me I was thinking. I was thinking about that like yesterday. I was like, I can't describe the way that certain things feel. It's always like those things come like after the moment too. Mm-hmm. Like you never like feel that feeling in the moment, mm-hmm. but you're always just like. Oh, but like when it's missing, you yeah. feel it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. Like, oh, that's crazy. That is profound as fuck. Put that in a song, bro. Put that in a song. All right. Well, so Matthew, Edward, <laughs> Edward, Edward. <laughs> Bro, I'm deciding. I've been deciding between two things. Oh man, one Go is ahead like and say both. I'll say Fine. both. Okay, I but think we have to cut out one. <laughs> <laughs> lemonade. Lemonade is. Oh my gosh! It is my favorite drink in the I whole wide world. I, um, I didn't even ask him. I did ask him, but he didn't respond because I responded at like three a.m. to the email. <laughs> I was like, "I'm putting lemonade because I know that it is." I was like, "I'm just putting lemonade just so you know." And then, like in the morning, he's like, "You know me so well." <laughs> <laughs> lemonade is such a great, great drink. It's like my. It's, it's my. It's definitely my favorite drink in the world. Mm-hmm. If you go to Walmart, Walmart has Market Side Lemonade. Market Side Lemonade is probably the the best lemonade I've ever had. There's nothing better, I think, than just like having a cup of lemonade, just being by yourself and having a cup of lemonade. That's a very that's a very good feeling, I think. The second one, I think my favorite non musical thing is probably black love. I think a lot of the reason of where I am right now, like being in this moment, is all because of like my experiences of black love. When I think about my grandmother and like how like she has shown love towards me and like what I wanted to do and what I love to do and like how and also how to love other people. I think that like without that I don't think I would have gotten to like have the opportunities that I've that I have now and like gotten to experience like these beautiful moments that I have now. I think black love is very important to the community, especially like in the time that we're in. Like and being in a society that does not like and has not necessarily like supported us. Black love so so nice i really have no good follow-up with that i mean other than just thinking about how you know our identity is shaped by those that are around us and and it's so important that we experience love from someone Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. these are all great answers i love them so much but which Uh, one is better (laughs) is lemonade better is lemonade, <laughs> this is a this is a wild ass question to ask on Black History Month of all time. Is le- or, which one are you choosing, bro? Have you seen Have you seen the girl on TikTok that's like, which one are you choosing, us yes. or Black History Month? It's literally like, what are you choosing, lemonade or Black Love? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jacob. That's the real questions here. Uh, dig deep. I think Choose. I think Black Love, Black Love overall. I love I love I love my people. Mm-hmm. I love. I love love. Definitely black love over lemonade. Mm. Sorry, awesome. market side. 
poop. Damn. <laughs> you should have seen him in Germany trying to find lemonade. Oh my gosh. And it was sparkling too. I wanted to like leave. <laughs> <laughs> they have sparkling. Sparkling water is the default in Germany. It's it is. crazy. Yep. I, I learned to like it by the end, but at, at the start, it. I was like, no way. I just want regular water. What is, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the, I didn't. <sighs> What's your I, favorite I, thing? Um, being lazy. Ooh, literally. No, that's like, good. I like doing nothing. That's up there. That's up there for me. I like doing nothing a lot. But it it, it comes with its own comes with its own caveat is that the only time that I can be really officially lazy is if I, if I feel like I've done all that I can do. So Same. it's like I have to yeah. get through that and then and then I can be like, okay, I'll just sit for the next 10 hours and watch something on TV yeah, and just like feeling. stuff my Love that stomach. Feeling. But no, yeah, right? Knowing that you like, did yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming out and talking about Hideout and the HHC and all of your plans and the albums that you're planning to put out. And I appreciate everybody for being here and uh, especially Edward. No, I'm <laughs> um, we'll just be, for context, I totally, I to, when, when we first uh, came in, I just totally biffed Matthew's name and <laughs> I just was like, Edward. And I almost want to say that there might have been a, like a Twilight connection in my head where I was just like, well, there's Jacob and there's Edward, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I, I, that's the only thing that I can think of what happened in my brain. That's great. Yeah, I think Would you need to be, um... The Bella? Bella. <laughs> yeah, Bella. Situation. I'm Bella. You kind of look like Christian Stewart. Do I? No. No, I don't. Bro. Would, we, <laughs> would we do our Twilight spoof? Yeah, we're no, gonna we'll we're gonna come back line. for album seven. We do our Twilight. We're gonna do our vampire themed. Awesome. Bro, Edward is so funny. I've never gotten that before. I like, think, I think Matthew is like a. It's not a name that you mess up, but it's a name that you forget. So, like, Damn. people come up with, like, other M names, but, like, Morgan. I don't think I've ever gotten Edward before. So, that so was going to be, like, that was going to be funny. But, at, and then, and then I screwed it up and I was like, don't do that again. And what did I do? I did it again <laughs> and again. And then I was like, just remember that's your now first impulse is not now right. funny. But <laughs> I, I really appreciate everybody coming mm-hmm. on the show. You know, Junie, Jacob, and... Matthew, thank for you. being on the show. So, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Junie. This is Jacob. And this is Matthew from Hideout. Reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live.
that's a wrap. Champagne is also a band. You almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. Studio on the inside. And just so you know, Channing Tatum is playing Jacob in this movie. Yeah.